Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hello, welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I'm Carolyn, your money coach. Ever wonder why you are the way you are with money? You know, there's a direct connection between our past experiences and our current behaviors. Our past experiences has a way of shaping and molding our attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors. So I thought I'd take a look at my own money story to kind of give you an idea of how it impacts your life. So during my childhood, I was taught the importance of earning money. My mom was a nurse and left for work even before we woke up. We were responsible for getting ourselves ready, packing our lunch, and then we were off to school. We were always provided for as a young child, but when it came to the wants or the nice-to-haves, they weren't exactly at the top of the priority list. So I remember one Christmas I had asked for a Cabbage Patch doll, and at the time they were the latest trend, which meant it was hard to find and expensive to purchase. So that Christmas, you know, I ran downstairs, you know, we opened our gifts, and sure enough, I didn't get the Cabbage Patch doll. But instead, another version of the doll. And at the time, I can't say I was super grateful, but it was the first time I really began to understand the value of a dollar. As kids, we weren't really given an allowance. Like I said, everything we needed was provided for. So when we were old enough and it was time for us to make money so we could buy the things that we wanted, it was game on. (laughs) I got a job as a teen and finally it was time for me to spend money on what I would like to call the nicer things. The job was in retail so I found whenever there was a sale or new items came out I would be the first in line to pick up the latest trend. I guess I felt that I missed out all these years so now was my time to spend. Unfortunately, during this time, I stopped bringing lunch, I started eating out, and buying clothes and the things that I wanted. It was fun for a while, but it took many years before I really understood how detrimental this was. And although my parents meant well and probably couldn't afford the name brands that I was asking for, it did create some resentment, which in turn triggered an unhealthy spending practice as a teenager. So you see where I'm going with this. Unhealthy spending practices that are developed when you're in your early teens can easily lead into the same type of unhealthy spending when you're in your 20s, 
30s and so on. So take a look back at some of the incidents that may have happened in your past when you were a child and see how they've molded and shaped your ideas because once you identify them, that's where change begins. We talked about spending, but let's take a look at how our past experiences relate to saving money. So my first job was a paper route. During that time, not only did you have to deliver papers, you were also responsible for collecting payments at the end of the month. I would dread this time of month as I would have to knock on the door, ask for the owner of the home, and then hand them the invoice and hope they paid. And every door was a different story. Some doors would have happy, welcoming smiles as though they expected me. The check would be in an envelope and have my name written on it. And then other doors, I'd ring the doorbell and I would see them peep out the window just to see who it was. And then they would quickly close the drapes and pretend that they didn't hear the doorbell. Finally, you had the argumentative doors. And these were the people that were convinced they either didn't sign up for the paper at all or that I hadn't delivered it. These experiences were extremely eye-opening. It taught me at a very young age that not everyone treats money the same. If you're anything like I was, staying on top of your budget is not an easy task. Paycheck to paycheck would go by and you're no further ahead. For my listeners, I am giving you this free guide that is going to take you to the next level. It's got 10 easy tips to follow to help you stay on track with your budget. Just head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash budget dash tips. Enter your information and you can download this guide right now. So in those days, I was a big saver. I would put aside all the money that I made and that continued when I got a job as a camp counselor. I was then making a little more money and I still didn't want to be like the people who were dodging and unable to pay their bills. So although I had a bump in the road when I was working retail, but those habits came back a few years before I entered university and the saving routine returned. I had a goal. It was my responsibility to pay for my university education. So whatever I made, I saved. So those early behaviors that I developed when I was a young child served me well as I got older. Those saving habits are something that I rely on when I have a goal. Okay, so let's take a look at how my past experiences relates to how I borrow money. So the first time I was introduced to credit was when I was in university. And I distinctly remember being called over by a credit card company representative as I was walking down the hall towards my class. In my head, I was wondering, are they really calling me? Surely they didn't want to give me a credit card. But apparently they were. They were reaching out to me and said, hey, come on over. (laughs) So I kindly answered all their questions. And before I knew it, I had a shiny silver card that allowed me to purchase anything I wanted. Thinking about this now, I believe it did trigger those same feelings when I got that retail job. I now had access to funds outside of my part-time job that was being used to save for my education. But I didn't understand anything about using a credit card reserve and refrain weren't in my vocabulary. So this spiraled me into the world of debt. I wasn't making any more money, so I ended up paying just the minimum payments. 
because that was all I could manage. Unfortunately, those cute tops likely cost me double and triple the amount due to all the interest. So you can imagine the kind of habits that were developed from that behavior. Not understanding what credit is and how debt affects your life, like your credit score, um, the impact it's going to have on future purchases, all those things were foreign to me. And so that generated debt. And it's something that I had to work through to really understand that you need to change that behavior in order to reach financial goals. So I wonder if that's the same for you. Do you have past experiences that are determining how you behave today? So I'd like you to do this exercise. Think about your spending stories, your saving stories, and your borrowing stories. I want you to think about how you were taught perhaps by your parents or your guardians. I want you to think about experiences that you had personally that may have molded and shaped your lifestyle. Then once you have that down, review the behavior and see if you're currently practicing those same behaviors today. This exercise is going to help you tremendously because we really need to look at the past to address the present and then we build the future. That's the fun part. We can change some of our habits from the past. Maybe we need to go back to them and revert back to how we used to be or perhaps we need to kind of drop some of those bad habits that we've gained along the way. These are the baby steps that we need to take in order to really reach our financial goals. So this exercise is perfect to begin your new financial journey. And there's a book that I highly recommend you read. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he goes through a lot of different methods in order to change and develop new habits. So this exercise is perfect for identifying perhaps some behaviors and habits that you've developed from the past, but then take this book, read it, and develop some new habits. So you know they say, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So I only wish that I were given basic financial literacy. You know, judging from my experiences from the past, I developed traits that encouraged me to save and amplified my want to spend. These experiences, along with the lack of financial literacy, really did create an unhealthy relationship with money, which is the exact reason I decided to go back to school after graduating 20 plus years ago to obtain my financial planning graduate certificate. I realize how important it is to provide people with financial education, and it really all started with the different doors. And now I hope really to change the responses behind those doors to be welcoming, prepared people that understand how and when to spend the importance of saving and how to borrow with purpose. So if you feel that you don't know where to turn or how to change your current financial situation, then feel free to send me a message. I offer a complimentary coaching session where we can just go through and identify some of these things and create a plan for your new financial future so that you can obtain the goals that you truly want. All right, take care guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.